Lion just recovered a fumble. Bits of wisdom. It's Harry Ludini, I'm pretty sure. That's when it kind of becomes Home Improvement After Dark. I guess that leaves us at the question of the week. Mmm, very good. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, Jordan, but a really cool aerial shot of the table. Reasonably funny. User review. Does everybody know what time it is? Home and podcast time. That's right. Ben Tools is proud to present a home improvement podcast. My name is Adam, and you all know my co-host, Jordan Theodore Lyons. Hola, Senor Duke. Hey, what up with it? I, I thought in honor of Mrs. Grabowski, we would do the whole episode in Spanish. What do you think? We're not going to get very far. Uh, I only <laughs> took two years high school. Maybe you I took two college. years high school. What else do you need? Did you take college? Spanish? No. No. How interesting of a start for us to talk about the Spanish that we know versus what we don't know. Uh, how's everything going for you, pal? Uh, it's all right. We're doing all right. Uh, this is the second straight year that I've been recording right before a hurricane, so. Yeah. But interesting. Florida, but Florida, interesting Florida tradition. Sure great, Florida sure is a great place to live, huh, Jordan? Uh, 98% of the time, yeah. 98 degrees every day down there. Ooh. That's why you're there. But every once in a while, you got to face these these uh, these disasters. So, Me and Nick Lachey. Uh, that's right. Most certainly. Well, uh, we will be, on behalf of myself and Home and Podcast listeners, we'll be wishing you and everyone else in Florida uh, the best of best of luck as the the storm nears. And uh, shout outs and thoughts to everybody in Houston and the Texas area that's been affected by things. Mm. Right, Jordan absolutely yeah not not great times for weather but no, uh, i did want to share something that i stumbled upon the other day randomly just flipping through some old channels uh they had reruns of drew the drew carey show which we've talked about before how i think both of us had watched that a little bit when we were younger i spent a fair amount of time watching the drew carey show as a young man right before bed yeah yeah not more than maybe most people uh yeah. but let say so <laughs> but Cast, uh, episode one. Oh yeah that's our next one uh but yeah so i was watching that and they were repairing a roof and believe it or not they got a tv out there but on the tv was none other than tim taylor of tool time and they were watching a tool time episode and i thought wow that's crazy i never saw you that don't one coming. say you mm. don't say uh cross promo abc network yeah, very brief. Uh, both brief, on ABC, yeah. but that was, you know, it was maybe like a five second spot, but it was just totally unsuspected because, I mean, I probably haven't watched the Drew Carey show in like 15 years or something. Do you feel like Home Improvement's kind of just infiltrating your life, whether you it's, want it to or not? Sometimes I feel that way. Yeah, it kind of shows up everywhere now. Or like you'll uh, see somebody from an episode we've covered and you'll be like, oh, I re- that's, that's Joe I recognize. Morton. That's yeah. Morton's Meats. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, How people send us lots of articles uh, on Facebook and Twitter, just you know, information about home improvement that they think we don't know and we do know. So we've kind of become the the home or improvement. Or a lot experts. of information that they think we care about and we don't. Uh, but keep sending us stuff. <laughs> we we do like it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's on the kind of, roof. How they get the TV? That's on what the I'm roof? wondering. And there, were, I don't know if there were any cords or not. I think it did have rabbit's ears on it, so I guess that was part of it. But uh, I don't know. It was out there. So it was dangerous. Of rabbit ears, Jordan. How's your little guy? <laughs> guy or girl? Both of them are great. <laughs> oh, I forgot you have two. What a, what a, what a, what a weird, weird situation there. Uh, <laughs> Jordan, thanks for sharing that. Um, you know, I'm trying to think what was doing me. I did see It last night. Um, mm. 
And uh, I was about as excited to see it as I've been to see a movie at the theaters in a very, very long time. More excited than The Dark Tower? A lot more excited than The Dark Tower, yeah. And that's probably because the It reviews have been very favorable. The Dark Tower reviews were were quite poor. But Uh, you should still go see Dark Tower, right? Jordan, it's important that people see Dark Tower because <laughs> not everything can be a Marvel movie or an indie. You have to, there has to be room in the middle for these kind of movies. No, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I, I, I like the, cla- the, the original TV adaptation quite a bit, although it's a little bit cheesy and kind of poorly acted at times. Uh, I've read the novel relatively recently, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of it and Stephen King as a whole. And uh, I liked it. There are some things I didn't like about it, but uh, on the whole... I was not disappointed, so I, I think it's going to make a, a ton of money. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say you have to go out and see this one like I did The Dark Tower because I think it's going to be okay regardless, but there's some good scares and uh, some good, good coming-of-age stuff, and it was, a, it was a fun experience. Were overall. you spooked pro- at all? You were spooked? I was spooked at times, yeah. Uh, I spook relatively easily, I would say, um, but there's some good scares in there. I would yeah. say one of my primary beefs with the the new one, and this is... This is going to make me sound kind of lame, but that's okay. I think that I, I the the clown, the clown, um, it, you know, the, the teacher, yeah. it, as they say, they relied a lot on, like, CGI kind of stuff with mm. it, so uh, it was not not as much practical effect, so he would get really big, or he would, like, kind of move his, contort his body in ways that, uh, you know, a, a human body couldn't, whereas the, uh, the original Tim Curry, Pennywise, was just a man in a clown suit, which I think is actually scarier. Just I agree. It is more practical, but uh, I might be alone on that. I think the the new one was the new clown was very very scary, but at times I kind of thought, well, this might be a little bit too much just in terms of the effects. But well, yeah, and like you said, I mean, if you're using the effects, it's not as realistic. Like it, it's not as believable, so yeah. it's perhaps less scary. Yeah, there was there was a little bit of that, but Jordan, I'm assuming you won't see this one. You don't you don't dig on stuff like this, right? No, not really. I'm not going to be using my uh, Movie Pass subscription on this. Did you one. get that? No, I didn't. Uh, uh, I might get it towards the end of fall though, because there's a lot of movies coming out that I want to see right around October, November, December. Right. So is there like a new Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe thing coming out? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's that, and then there's like 40 Pixar movies. Oh, sweet man! And then uh, My Little Pony. <laughs> classic there's a what is it the bachelor and the bobby socks 2 or something oh oh man cary grant comes back they do a lot of cgi and that's yeah that's like tupac doing a concert cary grant's (laughs) back acting against a a Uh, 12 year old girl or something yeah uh all right jordan what are we covering this week we're gonna be covering feud for thought this is gonna be episode 60 for us 60 episodes adam jordan can you believe we've done 60 episodes of this show i can't believe it it is pretty crazy. Uh, has it gone by fast? Well, I wouldn't say that. Has it I gone by slow? Uh, I wouldn't say slow. I feel like it's rhythmic right now. We're we're in a rhythm. It just seems like a normal routine every week. And this season has gone by very quickly. I would say the fact that we're already ten ten into yeah. this season is pretty quick. But uh, episode sixty. Wow. We only have I don't know like a thousand to go or something. <laughs> One hundred forty or something. A like thousand that. episodes left. That's not so bad. 
Uh, episode 60, Food for Thought. We got some, uh, some alt oh, titles. Time for a coffee. Uh, this episode's sponsored by Mr. Coffee. <laughs> if you want, if you want actually, your coffee not to go off at random times, then buy a Mr. Coffee. Actually, we do have a sponsor for this episode, and that we are thankful for. This episode is sponsored by Mark Volebeck, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Mark, thank you so much for, uh, donating to Patreon. So, if you want to be a cool sponsor like Mark, you can go to patreon.com slash homeandpodcast and do so. And sponsors like Mark, uh, they help us keep the show running. So thank you, Mm -hmm. Mark. Um, Without sponsors like Mark, we don't even make it to episode six, let alone 60. Jeez. Right, right, Jordan? Yeah, absolutely. Well done, Adam. Yeah, thank you, Mark. (laughs) And uh, thank you, Mark, for (laughs) indulging us. All right, alt titles. I have one, two, three, four, five. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to give the episode information. My goodness. You're putting the cart before the horse, I think. I'm... You know, I believe I wrote a blog. Well, that's not interesting. <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. Are you going to do your beef list right now? Nah, go ahead. All right. So this one's co-written. So we got two again. Uh, Elliot Schuenman. Schuen, I can never pronounce his name. Uh, he last did Arrivederci Benford. And uh, Marley Sims also co-wrote this. And she did I'll See You in My Dreams. Uh, so those were two... Well, no, I guess one was sad and one was scary uh i'll say scary but aired uh december 1st 1993 no plot keywords now we can get into alternative titles glad we waited for that yeah uh feud for thought i have five you have five as well yeah this is the first time i went over uh and did the adam shotgun method where i just do five (laughs) up there it's you just throw it's like you throw everything up against the wall and see what sticks see what Uh, sticks a couple of mine are Barely. Well, well, and I told you, I told you before the episode started that uh, I might have to explain all of mine, and that's a recipe for disaster. This is going to be a two-hour episode. Uh, (laughs) All right, you go first. Go with your first one. All right, I'm going to start off strong. Joni loves Jilly. Okay, well, I better do mine. Joni loves Jackie. (laughs) Oh man, we're really good. Uh, Clever. (laughs) Obviously, a play on Joni loves Chachi. Yeah, we really did good there. All right, so my second one is Sayonara Sadarsky. That's pretty good. Yeah, I thought about that. Uh, we got Ashley in the in the mix. Brad's all of a sudden 16 or something. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Capital Punishment. <laughs> They're in D.C. I got it. And Jill's being punished. Or but, no, I got You didn't even need to explain that one. Well, you didn't, you didn't laugh enough. Oh, sorry. Laugh all right, well, you're, you most doubt will not. Most, most doubt. Wow. Oh, Is that boy. your third one? <laughs> yeah. You most doubt. Do you get it? <laughs> most doubt fire. Uh, you most definitely will not laugh at this one. I think. Okay. All right. The wheezy weasel. Who's the weasel? Uh, well, there's two things that <laughs> go with weasel. Uh, Randy's a weasel. He's the wheezy weasel because he locks oh, Al out. Yeah. And then they mention someone's a weasel later on. So. Doesn't Randy have bronchitis? Sure does. Ain't nobody got time for that. Been there, All done right. that. Uh, this one barely counts. A ruined reunion. <laughs> that's that's right up my alley. Yeah, it's like a, a very alliterative. All right, yeah. carry on. All right, the big wrinkle. That's good. I tried to do something with that. I couldn't. Uh, I'm having difficulty reading one. Okay. <laughs> uh, parenting ain't easy. These are so bad. <laughs> Obviously, a play on Pippin. Oh my goodness! All right, my last one. Jill's jacked up. Oh, that's really good. That's the best one. All right, my last one. 
suited for one another. Emphasis right. on the suited. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I have wow. none of uh, them that yeah. I will bat for. Mine are terrible. Yours, you at least have Jill's Jack. Jack. You don't even you remember it. You, you said up. I hope uh, those, are, those are not so, not so hot, but. Neither is this episode. I didn't think so. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Plot synopsis written by Bernie. Elle watches the boys while Jill and Tim attend Jill's 20th high school reunion in D.C. Jill tries to avoid Joni, the girl who stole her boyfriend, but they talk and Jill hears the whole story. <laughs> you ready for the big twist at the end of this one? I would say <laughs> it's, the, I would it's say akin it's, to the sixth sense. <laughs> I would call it a big wrinkle. It's a, well, they're suited for each other. <laughs> All right, we open. Brad walks to the side door with his friend, and I'm doing air quotes. You can't see it, obviously. Ashley. So, Sayonara Sadarsky, as you said, he's got a new new girl. Brad all of a sudden appears older. This girl looks older. Definitely. Uh, he's growing up before our very eyes, Jordan. He is. I, he's I, even given I her. I shed one tear over uh, as I <laughs> looked out the window to the skies on the clouds. <laughs> Uh, like a eagle like a, flying a bald over, eagle soaring above the sky. I shed a singular tear and thought, "Wow, kids really grow up fast." Yeah, he's even given her his varsity jacket. I'm pretty sure. So things are Brad moving a, quickly. I thought Brad was in like eighth grade. Where's he? Getting, I guess you can get varsity jackets in eighth grade if you. <laughs> you just go to Dunham's. Yeah, I always felt like anybody that had a varsity jacket before they played a varsity sport was kind of a loser. But that might Brad's just obviously be not a loser. Brad throws bricks at greenhouses, so that's a, about the definition of cool. Um, so they want to go <clears throat> study in the bedroom, which mm. this is like happening really fast. I don't know how I feel about Brad wanting to get a girl up to his bedroom, but I guess I'm going to have to get used to it. Uh, and Jill says, why don't you just do it at the table? Uh, do it being study. And uh, or, no, she says, keep the door. She says, I'll clear the table. And Brad says, or we'll go up to the room. She says, keep the door open or something like that. Mm. Yeah, um, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. There's a phone call. Ring, ring. Uh, I don't really understand the logistics of the phone call. Like, who's <laughs> calling her? Why are they calling? They're following up. I mean, we um, wouldn't know because no one's ever called us for our family, re- our, family your, our high school reunion. Yeah, this is something we can talk about after this scene. But uh, So Jill is reminded of her 20-year reunion in Washington, D.C. I didn't know Jill. I guess she moved around so much that... They could have uh, put it anywhere. They, they, like. they should have put it somewhere like really cool. Like, what if you could choose Are you one, calling D.C. not cool? I love D.C. It's one of my favorite cities, uh, but it's very familiar to me, so I wasn't... Also, this doesn't capitalize on anything DC related, so like it's That's just true. It's interior. Just, yeah, why are you there? If you could pick any place to have Jill's high school reunion, where would you pick, Jordan? Quick, uh, Hawaii. Okay, yeah, that would be cool. Like outside, I would pick Alaska. That'd be cool too. Just exotic. I think they would work too. You know? Maybe yeah, you people- could have Tim like outside in the elements, and Hawaii. You know, everybody's getting going getting, to a everybody's getting laid. You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're with, going to a, a luau that'd be fun that'd be cool uh, tim gets next... up there and starts twirling fire that would definitely happen okay. if it was in alaska tim would like there would be a off-screen like bear but like we would see like tim's clothes get shredded sort of but we'd never see the bear anyways next saturday there's a 20-year reunion um Jill commits to going pretty quickly. Uh, this has got to be like a an unexpected three to five thousand dollar expense. Yeah, they have the money though. Jill's working for a magazine. <laughs> Tim doesn't want to go. Um, we we learn a little bit about Jill's high school experience. 
Joel doesn't want to go because she doesn't want to see Joni Graham. Um, Joni Graham was her high school best friend, but she double-crossed Jill Boy, uh, did she. and stole Jill's boyfriend, Jack. And Jill still feels bad about it. And if I'm Tim, I'm thinking, like, this doesn't reflect very well on me that my wife is still so upset about some <laughs> high school indiscretions, you know? 20 years ago. 20 years ago. And Jill's still very upset about it. Um, she doesn't want to see Joni. She doesn't want to see Jack. And yet she wants to go to the reunion. She's not, yeah, she's not making a ton of sense here. This episode, she's, uh, yeah, she's a little bit, um, what's the word? Uh, off. off. <laughs> Jordan, let's talk about reunions. We're supposed to have our 10-year reunion probably this year, wouldn't you say? Isn't that about right? Yeah, uh, it would be next year, I think. Next year. Uh, have you heard anything? I haven't heard a word. Uh, you, has, Ka- has Katie Durkin reached out to you specifically? <laughs> I was going to say, are you going to name drop the old president? Uh, Katie uh, she has not reached out to me directly. I'm wondering if maybe we're too big time and they're trying to keep us away. Or they Is, think we're going to mo- monopolize it with our podcast. What, you would not go if you were invited, if there was one, um, right? Yeah, unless I was home for the summer or something. I don't. Even if you were home, would you go? If I was home, I don't see... Are you going to go? That's the real question. Because I no. haven't seen you in forever, so if you're going, I'm there. I don't think I would go under really any circumstances, which is <laughs> funny because like my whole life I always thought, like, yeah, I would go to that. That'd be fun. Like That would be cool. I remember in college I would talk to uh, Anthony, friend of me. Not, of the necessarily, not necessarily the podcast, but... Uh, and we would say, like, yeah, we'll totally go. It'd be really funny. But now that it's getting closer, I really don't have any interest at all. It seems like uh, also Katie has no interest because nothing nothing has been set up. I at think the even same they time, do five-year do... reunions and stuff, don't they, too? Yeah, my parents just had, like, a really weird one. It was, like, uh, the... had, they're 50, 50, no, no, they wouldn't like that. 40, <laughs> 45th reunion. They wouldn't, like they wouldn't like that. That would mean they're older than they are. Um, so, yeah, I think it just depends on your class. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to go to the reunion, but I would like Katie to reach out and invite both of us so that we can say no, if that makes sense. But, um, yeah, I haven't heard, m- mom's the word. I haven't heard anything. Well, maybe we can put this out there and get, get the juices flowing. I mean, and... Katie definitely listens. Definitely. Uh, she's a Patreon subscriber. No. <laughs> Under uh, a different name, apparently. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's the opening scene. Uh, I guess I'm kind of interested because it seems like they're going to be going away from the house. Um, although... Yeah, it's setting up what's to come. It's in- an interesting enough um, opening scene because, yeah, it is... Like, we know they're going to be going somewhere. It's going to be a little bit different. I'm just they worried. Follow, they don't I'm really just... follow through on the interest, yeah. in my opinion, but it's an okay setup. Yeah, I'm just worried about Brad and Ashley. That's all I'm worried about right well, now. Well, so is Al. Yeah. So, later on. All right, so later at home, uh, they're bringing the luggage downstairs. They're all packed and ready to go. And Jill has a lot more bags and very heavy bags. And Tim tries to lift it and drops it on the ground, basically. Uh, and then Tim goes on a little... Uh, tirade, not tirade, but you know, he goes on a little monologue about the difference between men and women. And he packing. does his shtick. Yeah, he does his shtick. Uh, I guess it rings true in my experience, but I don't know that that's the same for everyone. Um, women pack women more than men. More than men. Sure. Yeah, I suppose so. But is it is it particularly funny or interesting? No, I don't think so. It but. is an observation, though. 
observational humor. He's uh, Jerry Seinfeld-esque in this yeah. one. So he's just got a duffel bag, and he also has a suit in a bag. A very small, small, I don't suit know. Suit in a pouch. Suit in a pouch. That's right. The pouch is the word I'm looking for. It's wrinkle-free, though. You know, they fit a tie in there somehow. Sounds like a good deal, uh, but Jill is skeptical. Doorbell rings, and it's Al. Uh, he has a much bigger bag than Tim, but he's going to be there for two days and two nights taking care of the kids. So uh, he also brought some cupcakes for the kids, so it sounds like he's still a cool babysitter until we see him later on. Um, they're, really Jill, taking it, they're really taking advantage of Al. Like, how many times has Al babysat I was just going like to say three I or hope, four already? I hope he gets paid this time. He needs to, especially yes. with what he goes through. So Jill is going to give him lots of directions, such as Mark has to go to a, an ice rink for a birthday party. Brad and Ashley will be studying, and he needs to keep his eye on them. Randy, unfortunately, is sick with bronchitis. So uh, you can see that Al is a little bit overwhelmed here. And this uh, scene, she, the, Her instruction goes on for so long. I know it's supposed to be funny, but I was just ready for it to be done. It yeah. just She just keeps going and going and going. And going. She's like the Energizer Bunny. Yeah, but not as cool. But Tim only has one instruction. Don't touch my tools. Yeah. So he's got his priorities in order. Yeah, he definitely does. Uh, I don't have much more to say about this. No, there's not, there's not much going on here. So at, ho- at the hotel, we've flown to D.C. now. They're checking in. Uh, the receptionist has a, a regal voice, a nice deep regal voice. And Tim mocks him, which is, I feel like, super rude. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't. And it'd be one thing if he was mocking him because he had kind of taken a shot at Tim, but he just sort of makes fun of this guy uh, based off nothing. This actor, uh, who is credited as hotel clerk, is Tom Simmons. Jordan, you might know this guy from The Truman Show, where he played a garage attendant. Commando, he's Kirby's driver. Or, hey, Jordan, how about this one? Devil in the Flesh, where he plays Fireman, number two. Oh, that's that for sure. Seen any of those? Uh, I'm actually more familiar with Fireman Number One. Okay, uh, I'm trying to think. He's actually been. He has how many credits to his name? Forty nine. So he he's still doing some things, but uh, you know, I've, it's just yeah, a I've short never seen any role. of those. So no, well, you should check out. You never seen the Truman Show? I have not. I know about oh, it. It's quite good. I like it. Uh, but I don't know that his role as garage attendant is pro- is worth tuning in for. <laughs> but the Truman Show is a recommended flick. So all right. Uh, so they are going to try to go to the Smithsonian while they're in town. The receptionist talks up history, but Tim is much more interested in the pop culture elements of the Smithsonian. Uh, then the friend, a friend, former friend, recognizes Jill, and they do an Adam's cheer. Uh, it's kind of like SNL, the old SNL yeah. skit with Will Ferrell and, uh, Sherry O'Terry. Sherry O'Terry, yeah. And they do a whole cheer, and Jill still doesn't recognize this person. Uh, it turns out it's Leslie Morris, former co-cheerleader captains. And, I guess uh, I, it, they don't rec- Okay, go ahead and say why they don't recognize her, and then I'll go. Well, here's the thing. She got a new nose. Yeah, so they make that joke. Like, she says she got a nose job, and they kind of pause for laughs, and nobody laughs. It's really strange, because that hardly ever happens, where there's just, like, a pause, and there's, like, one person that is like, huh. But, like, they're really playing it for laughs. It's not especially funny. Uh, Jill being the cheerleading captain, that's an interesting interesting wrinkle, as you might have said earlier on. I don't, it doesn't necessarily fit in with her personality, but... I mean, how long was she at that school, too? Yeah, that is true. She would have moved, but evidently she was a cheerleading captain, which just doesn't strike me as the type, but, uh... 
We carry but, on. Uh, Jill sees Joni Graham, and uh-oh. this is this is where Jill is kind of like, "This is how old are you?" You know, it's 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 very childish. Um, she sees Joni Graham, and then she says, "Hide hide me, Tim." Um, but she's spotted by Joni, and uh, they have a quick kind of awkward conversation. But Jill wants to bail pretty quickly. You know, there's only like ten people at this reunion, anyways. It must have been a small school, but she somehow she wanted to go to the reunion, but she didn't want to talk to Joni Graham, but there's only a few people there, so she's kind of forced to. It's just, it's a, kind of a stupid premise. Yeah, but why Joni, did you come to D.C.? I just don't Yeah, understand. it's a long trip. Uh, Joni says she wants to talk later on. Jill says, you know, we don't need to talk about anything. It's water under the bridge. Who even remembers what happened all, all those years ago? I certainly don't. And then Jill just Jack. kind of bails. And then Tim, yeah, makes some jokes. But Yeah, yeah. Well, Tim, uh, they, she also says, like, I don't remember even the guy's name. And Yeah. Tim, Tim does apparently. So, yeah, and that's that's it. We're kind of left in this awkward stage, and uh, we know they will meet later on. So later at the hotel, uh, Tim and Jill are still waiting to check in, uh, and they're kind of sitting down and they're having they're really a conversation. Making use of this set, <laughs> they're yeah. getting everything they can out of this. They're like if we're gonna set. leave, if we're gonna leave the normal home set, we gotta use it at least four times. So. Uh, yeah, this is, they're having a conversation. Tim's like, you got to decide what you want. Like, do you want to be here? Do you not want to be here? Do you want to be mad at her? Do you not want to be mad at her? Jill isn't, or uh, rather, Tim is an audience surrogate here. I mean, yes. these, are, these are things I was thinking as yes. I watched this, uh, this episode. And guys would have handled this differently, according to Tim. They would have just punched each other and got a beer later on. Um, so I uh, guess his... I mean, there's too much of that kind of... I was going to say, that's the second uh, one in this, this episode. Men do this. Uh... Maybe he's right, I guess, but I don't know. Those kind of blanket generalizations about, like, men aren't petty, women are, are just it's just kind of lazy, and that's not my favorite part of, of this show, to be sure. Yeah, so uh, Jill goes on to spill the beans about why it hurts so much. It was her first real friend who backstabbed her because of all the moving, so we get that carried through again. Uh, Jordan, have the... you ever been backstabbed by a friend? <laughs> This is really something we shouldn't talk about on air. Question of the week. All right, fine. <laughs> no. Not, I'm just kidding. No, not since Katie Durkin didn't invite me to the class reunion. Yeah, that, that one still rings true every single year. The worst part about all of this learning that your boyfriend is cheating on you with your BFF is that she had to hear it from Alice the Crossing Guard. Yeah, I mean, I'm, one of my alternate titles was almost going to be Crossed by the Crossing Guard, but... <laughs> Which maybe would have been better than what I had, but she's not really crossed by her. It's more just like a play on words, but that's a kind of funny line, I suppose. Yeah, that was maybe... Okay, this says a lot about this episode. Maybe my best favorite line of the episode. Yeah, (laughs) I I was kind of thinking that as well. Yeah. yeah. So Tim says that people change. It was a long time ago. Forgive and forget. Uh, You know, and after all, she ended up with Tim. So what's so bad? And then Jack walks in, because he wants to ruin the moment, and he's a good-looking fellow, tall guy. Uh, Tim is instantly jealous. He's and... not that good-looking. No, it's I didn't think like, so either. It's played like uh, George Clooney kind of walks into the screen, but it's, I don't know, he's a regular-looking You know, guy. I was watching the first episode of Cheers the other day, yeah. uh, and they play the same thing up with, um, I guess his name's Sam on there. Ted Danson. Um, but Ted Danson. They play him up like he's the most debonair, amazing I actually man. watched the first episode of Cheers within the last, like, six months or so. But here's the thing. Sam's better looking, or uh, Ted, Danson. Ted Danson is better looking than this Sh- guy. Sure. And he's more suave and dynamic. And he's a former professional baseball player. <laughs> You're right. That's. I'm not That's trying to compare one. them exactly, uh, but I, I thought that was also Ted Danson's similar. hot, Jordan. Uh, All right. I have a bio on this guy. <laughs> um, Jack is played by Michael Toland, 
He has 27 credits to his name. This is maybe his biggest role. Um, he appeared in the film Eddie and the Cruisers as Kenny's replacement. He was in The Young and the Restless for a time. And he was in a show that I'm not familiar with. And I've, it's very rare that I've never heard of a show that seemingly was on air for a long time. This is called First and Ten, colon, The Championship. And he played Billy Cooper. And uh, it was on 42 episodes from 1984 to 1990. And it appears to have been a very early HBO show. Huh. Yeah, I've yeah. never heard of that either. I've is it like a football that. show? It is a football show. Okay, let me describe the picture to you. So the, the image is, there's a football. I'm trying to scroll down. We're just going to slow. Okay. The smash hit comedy as seen on HBO. There's a football with a woman's heel standing on it. So a little bit of a mm. little bit of sport, a little bit of sex, perhaps. Kind of a precursor to uh, maybe Blue Mountain State, a show I've never watched, but people people do. Hey, get get this. O.J. Simpson was on the show. Oh, that's probably why I got canceled. <laughs> this, is, this is this is pre any trouble. But uh, yeah, if you know about first and ten call in the championship, reach out. Let us know. Seems like an interesting thing. <laughs> Seems like that's not going to get any response. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, you but. probably also should do a bio for Joni. Joni loves Jackie. Okay, so Joni is played by Lee Garlington. 220 credits, so she'd be working. Did you recognize um, her before? She looked familiar. Um, is there one role that you think you I knew her from? from Friends. She plays Joey's dad's mistress. Oh, I... I I watch Friends. We watched it's all the, Friends it's last the episode year. where like everyone keeps walking in on everybody in the shower. Oh, that's a lot of Friends episodes. I feel like <laughs> that premise seems like it's used quite often. Uh, I'm sure I would. I, I can't make the connection right now, but she's in a lot of a lot of things. Uh, known for One Hour Photo, A Lot Like Love, American Pie Two, and Cobra. Stallone Cobra is Cobretti. Um, also, you know, a lot of TV work. Let's see. Of late. She has been in just a lot of, like, The Killing. A lot of TV shows that I don't really watch that are somewhat popular. She'll pop up for an episode or two. Uh, she's also in Psycho 3, uh, Boston Legal. She did an arc on the West Wing, Grey's Anatomy. You name it, she's been in it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she's, she's pretty good. She definitely has, like, one of those faces where it's like I, I, I've seen. If you watch TV in the 90s, you've probably seen Lee Darlington. For sure. Uh, yeah, and Joni got married to Jack. Joni and Jackie together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, I don't know if we said that, but anyways. We've said, it, we've said it at least three times. Let's say it one more time, please. Okay. All right, All right so let's move on. Uh, next scene. At home, we're going to leave D.C., go back to Detroit. Uh, Al is coming down the stairs. He caught Brad and Ashley with the door shut, so they can no longer be up there. they got to study at the kitchen table. In Brad's uh, defense, the wind did blow it shut. It's true, so. and that happens quite a bit inside of their house. So, yeah. uh, Randy is trying to eat some cookies, but not before dinner, and he wants to go outside because he hasn't been able to go out for five days. It's pure uh, chaos at the Taylor house right now, Jordan. Yeah. Pure chaos. This is what I imagined my house was like for my parents a lot of the time. Yeah, with all so. those paint cans being knocked over. What <laughs> you're telling me. Uh, so Al is in over his head, and... Uh, Mark is also know, trying to, like, prepare for his skating party by walking around in the house with skates on, <laughs> which I'm not... Are you like, gliding? I, I'm not good at... I'm not good at... I, I maybe ice skated twice in my life. I'm not good at it, and I've rollerbladed only at field trips, and I'm not good at that either, so I don't necessarily have the... 
I don't have it down by any means, but I'm pretty sure that's not a good kind of simulation is like walking around the house in your no, you can't really you can't really glide like he's supposed to. No wonder he's having so much trouble. But uh, you know, Al's first pizza slash skating party was when he was thirty two. So I don't. I can't decide if that's funny or not. I don't know. It just seems like uh, another thing typical. that they throw in there for Al. So Randy uh, does go outside to throw the ball around. So Al has to go out there and try to catch him. And Randy says, "What's wrong? You used to be cool, and now you're more like mom with a beard." Poor, poor Al. He's really getting Ouch. the brunt of it. His kids so, are being unnecessarily cruel. They are. So Randy leaves. Uh, the Wheezy Weasel leaves. And he goes inside. And he locks Al out. And they run to the other door. And he locks that as well. So Al is in quite the predicament here. How's he going to get back inside? Well, Jordan, he's going to have to uh, seek advice from Wilson in a subverted fence segment that we should play a clip for. Problems, temporary tailor dad? Oh, hi, Wilson. Hi-ho. Hi, hey, listen, Wilson, you wouldn't happen to have any extra keys, would you? Yes, indeedy. Great. Matter of fact, I have a whole tailor packet. Tim leaves it with me for all the different babysitters. All right, here we go. We got some band-aids, some gauze, handcuff keys. There we go. House keys. Thank you, mm-hmm. Wilson. Those boys are, uh... They're a handful. They are a puckish band of rapscallions. <laughs> you know, Wilson, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I always pictured myself getting married and having a bustling house full of kids. Mm. Boy, I, I'm starting to reconsider. <laughs> well, Al, I wouldn't write off parenthood entirely. When you start off with a baby, you're a baby as a parent. And as the children grow up, the parent grows too, so that hopefully when adolescence is reached, you're both ready for it. Well, it's a wonderful thought, Wilson. Well, being a bachelor, it's easy to come up with these things. <laughs> but I wouldn't worry about it, Al. I suspect that someday you'll make an excellent parent. You really think I'd make a good parent? Certainly. I've seen the way you take care of Tim. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're at the fence, Jordan, and it's not Tim talking to Wilson. It's not Jill talking to Wilson. It's Al talking to Wilson. And um, he wants to know if Wilson has an extra key. Well, fear not, Wilson has all kinds of extra keys and supplies for babysitters, I guess, was the line. I don't well, know. Well, Tim, Tim provided a kind of an emergency kit. Yeah, which is very responsible of Tim and not necessarily what I know about the character that doesn't necessarily make sense. <laughs> I but thought that would maybe be a Jill thing. Yeah, it does seem more like Jill. Uh, Al voices his doubts about parenting. You know, he always thought he wanted to have kids, but after this chaotic day, he's decided that he wants to change his life plan. Uh, <laughs> so it must be he didn't have a lot of conviction behind that statement in general. If, <laughs> if one tough like evening makes him not want to have kids. Uh, Wilson tells him that, you know, it, it's different when you have your own. Uh, you know, when you begin to have kids, you're also kind of a I believe he says you're a baby parent or you're a young parent. And then as the kids mature, you mature as a parent as well. Uh, and then Wilson notes that it's easy for him to say because he's a bachelor. Mm. I was wondering, doesn't Wilson, and maybe this is wrong and people will tell me if I am wrong, but maybe doesn't Wilson have a daughter later on? He does. So. But I don't know that he was ever married. Uh, oh, <laughs> I see. Wilson. <laughs> Wilson, you bad. Uh... And then it ends with uh, 
Wilson saying that he'd be a good father because he takes care of Tim. And yeah, then Al, he... Al does the Tim grunt. Oh, yeah. Al, Al feels encouraged at the end of this. Also, during this whole scene, Al is out of breath from running from one side of it's the so, yard It's to such the a other. short run. It's like five feet. It does. It also <laughs> takes him longer than it should, too. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but like yes. the doors are like three feet apart, but that's like a five-second run. It's, yeah. It, it's interesting. He needs to get back in shape. So. And when I say interesting, I mean interesting in quotes. So it's not <laughs> no not one can ever see your quotes, so you gotta stop I doing know, that. I know. Why do I keep doing quotes? It's like this. I'm on episode 60. I'm acting like it's episode one. Jeez, what a noob. All right, so let's go to the reunion. And uh, it's time to socialize. Tim and Jill walk in. Tim's suit is wrinkled like cray. It's it's not good. Yeah, but he screwed that up. It's, often it's hotels shocking. can like press stuff like this pretty quickly for you, but I guess they did it way too late. So uh, Jill's old Spanish teacher is there, Mrs. Grabowski, and she comes over and she wants she wants to hear Jill chat in Spanish. Real original, the Spanish teacher that only talks in Spanish. Uh, uh, ring, it rings true to my... Uh, I don't, are, are teachers at high school reunions? I don't think they are. I didn't know that. I don't know. Maybe. I don't think Maybe. so. I mean, why, why would they be? Like they don't they have really any, miss their uh, students. They don't have any allegiance. I mean, you have to be really not have a lot on your plate if you're showing up to a class reunion every year. You don't like have an allegiance to any real class. Be don't careful. Think. Don't offend our teaching uh, listeners. Jordan, if anyone's going to offend teachers, it's going to be the person that's a teacher. Right? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I, I, it struck me as being a thing that isn't real. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, as someone who's never been to a reunion, I wouldn't know. I went to my sister's 10-year reunion because she organized it, and I was... Uh, Had some time eight, in your hands? I was 18 years old, so I didn't have a lot going on, and I didn't see any teachers there, Jordan. Hmm. Maybe it depends on the reunion. I mean, you could say that about anything, but let's if you have, on. If you have any information on reunions, we'd love to hear it. <laughs> next, <laughs> next bit. All right, so Joni comes up. Uh, they got switched to the same table because Joni really, really wants to explain what happened. Joni has to talk to Jill. She has to. Joni does. Joni loves Jilly. Uh, someone is trying to address the room as they sit down, and there's quite the microphone malfunction, and it makes lots of noises. We learned that Jack was supposed to fix this, and Tim offers some advice. Apparently, uh, he knows what's going on here, and Jack says, Hey, do you want to help me out? He says, yeah. So the boys leave, leaving Joni and Jilly at the table. Uh, and they're going to really talk through some of their past. Uh, but first, they want to talk a little bit about their own kids. They show pictures and stuff uh, in their wallets, which is really like a very 90s thing, because now everyone would just use their cell phone and uh, or get on Facebook or something. But, uh, you know, Tim's over there trying to fix the speaker or whatever, and some sparks start to fly. So he's doing his usual thing. Whether it's in D.C. or Detroit, he's causing the ruckus. And um, Joni lets out that one of her kids is 20 years old. And do you remember... This is the 20-year class reunion. Oh, my gosh. It turns out that Joni was two months pregnant when they graduated. Which is... This is perhaps, so far, the most scandalous part of the show, maybe. (laughs) Would you say? Yeah, it is. I guess I didn't really consider that. Yeah, it is oddly, it is oddly scandalous. It is like the most overt sexuality the show's maybe, maybe shown. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just like didn't care. I guess the big like this is like a big reveal or something like, and it's supposed to change. I know how Jill, how Jill acted or the episode as a whole. I don't I just think. Didn't, I don't care. Yeah, we- we just don't know. I don't know. You can't make I have us no, care. I have no elite. Yeah, you can't make me care over 20 minutes. Like, I have no 
I think Jill, like, I think the whole idea of Jill being so upset about this 20 years later is, is kind of, like, just dumb in the first place. So the idea that she was wrong and that there's, like, this big twist and it's like, well, maybe you shouldn't have been so... Like, I just didn't... It didn't do anything for me. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, it wasn't quite the big wrinkle that you were hoping it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more yeah. interested in those suit wrinkles, frankly. Exactly, yeah. Well, that was the point. So, yeah, she just never knew how to tell Jill at the time. Um, at the same time, Tim is just blowing things up over there. S- smoke is starting to rise. It's kind uh, of funny because they're having this serious conversation. Yeah. Kind of in the background, centered, you see Tim just really having a tough time, which is yeah, eh, funny enough. Um, old, old wounds are being healed, but Tim is opening up others with his fire. So You know, time heals all wounds, and time wounds all heals, Jordan. That's something you got to remember. <laughs> um, Jill says that she would have been... Jill says that she would have been there for her if she would have known. No, but she I feel wouldn't. Like she she would have just been more mad. Like yeah, this is she just like been... it would have just been more devastating. So like, I mean, if Jill was, um, for lack of a better word, petty about this twenty years later, imagine how raw and like wounded she would have felt when she was eighteen. So like, I just don't buy. I just don't buy the idea that she would have supported her through all of this when she was that young. Uh, the scene ends with Tim starting a fire. And I bet you they will never talk again. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, what are they going to... She lives in San Francisco. That's so far away. Are they going to Skype? I mean, they, there's not even Skype technology yet, Jordan. This is 1993. <laughs> yeah, they're never going to talk. Tim started the fire. Uh, oh. And then final that scene... Should have been your, that should have been your title. Gosh, that would have been so much better. Uh, uh, final hindsight. scene. They're slow. They're slow dancing at the reunion. It's revealed that they went to the fire station because the I fire like. Was so big, I like that Jack and Tim have up, bonded apparently. together. I would like to have seen it. Yeah, that probably would have would been more. Have, would have been more interesting. Yeah. Um, this is the last scene. So I'm, uh, my question, like, so they're slow dancing and they have like, it ends like, I don't know, fifty out of the sixty episodes of uh, Home Improvement have ended. You know, like they embrace <laughs> and they're kind of happy and. Jill takes a pot shot at Tim, but they love each other. But there's no real finality in the babysitting subplot, I was thinking. Like, last time we saw Al, he was talking to Wilson and he needed to get a key, and then that's it. Like, I would, I think they should have done... Like, they should have shown him having the kids under control or something, or, or having him come in and really take charge, but it just kind of ends, you know? Yeah, we're just left thinking that Al has hell for the next two days. Al may or may not want to be a father. You know, that's, yeah. that's how that ends. But, uh... They're dancing, and the camera slowly zooms out. Uh, uh, almost an aerial shot. Roll <laughs> credits fade to black. There's some bloopers I don't want to talk about. No. Uh, feud for Thought. Jordan, what are your thoughts on Feud for Thought? Yeah, uh, not necessarily my favorite episode. Not a lot to it. Like you said, they don't make you... The the plot is supposed to be like this big important thing, but they kind of undermine themselves the whole time. Like they have Tim in the background blowing things up while it's happening, so it's not as serious as they want it to be. Yeah. And also, I mean, we we've never heard of Joni before this, and I don't know. It's it's hard, like you said, it's hard to make you care um, for something within twenty minutes. There were a couple of funny lines. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember that that one that I thought was the funniest one. The crossing guard, uh, yeah, the crossing guard one. So not not especially great as far as like one liners in the episode. Uh, I just think like the practicality of taking this unexpected like five thousand dollar road trip to DC is not necessarily a great idea. And um, I don't know. I guess I, I it was interesting to see Al like 
we see Al doing great things a lot as a babysitter, so it was interesting to see him kind of in trouble. But like you said, there was kind of no ramifications to that, no finality to it. So yeah, just not not a great logic logical episode, and uh, didn't really like it that much. Jordan, uh, I agree with you on many of those points. You know, it, it's odd because this one was a different setting and something we haven't seen before, which you would think would maybe equal a more exciting kind of episode, but I really found myself kind of bored throughout this one. Um, it was it was difficult to get through the second time. And yeah, that you wouldn't think that would be the case just with the kind of unique structure of this one. But yeah, I I think like you said, the, the main conflict, like the Joni-Jill thing, like you can't tell me about something minute three of an episode and then expect me to just have any real strong feelings for it. Like by the time she revealed she was pregnant when she was in high school and that Jill was like, wrong or that this woman is is more sympathetic than we think it's just like well i don't care it's only been 10 like this is 10 minutes later i just i just met her in the last scene and now you're trying to make me feel something for this whole relationship uh it just didn't work for me jill is uh it, it's not a great jill episode just she's just i mean i guess i was just kind of annoyed with her i would say uh i i'm, I'm tired of saying petty I, I think it's overused in general but like she goes to this reunion to see people but she doesn't want to see Joni, but she does want to see Joni. And it's just like, I don't know, she's just like, it's kind of hiding from her and she's sort of cold also. It's just, it's kind of just an annoying Jill episode. Uh, Al with the kids, I didn't even really like that. Um, because like, like we said, there wasn't really any closure on that. Like I want to see Al come in and really take charge, figure things out. Or I want to see Al corral the kids. But I don't know, just not, not that funny, not that interesting not terrible by any means, not one of the worst ones, but just just very, very average middle of the road, I would say. I feel like the ones that they make Jill, like, not makes, just, like, are not compatible with her character that we know for all the rest of the series really bother me. Yeah, every because... once in a while they'll have Jill act completely out of her character just to service a plot. And it, it doesn't really work, especially when you watch the episodes weekly like we do and, like, you know pay special attention to them. You really notice things like this where it's just like, this doesn't seem like the character that we know. And maybe that's that's the problem. <laughs> they don't expect people to spend this much time. Well, when they made the, the show, they should, have, they should have anticipated such a thing as home and podcast. <sighs> they should have. Yeah. What a mistake. Right, the 90s, well, the 90s were that. a different time. The dream of the 90s is alive in Portland, Jordan. All right. So you want to talk social media? I don't think we have any any letters in the mailbag this week, do we? Uh, no. Let's get on to social media. Uh, so if you would like to reach out to us, you can do so. Our website is thehomeandpodcast.com. You can um, support us there. You can see all of the episodes there. You can send us emails at homeandpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at homeandpodcast, facebook.com slash homeandpodcast. You can find us there. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so in a variety of ways, including leave a free iTunes review. That will certainly help people find us. Wait a second, Jordan. iTunes reviews don't cost money? No, they're free. They just take your time. So uh, we even have a link directly to where you can uh, leave your review on our blog if you just look at any of our episodes. And uh, if you want to support us monetarily, everything helps um, keep up with the costs that we have to deal with, uh, hosting episodes and podcasting and all that sorts of stuff. You can do so by going to our website with the support tab or patreon.com slash homeandpodcast, just like Mark did. So thanks again, Mark, for sponsoring this episode. 
Jordan, is there anything you'd like me to talk about right now? Not really. Uh, let's just move on to the question of the week. Wait a second, Jordan. Come on. <laughs> I, want to, I want to talk about Twitter. All right. Okay, so uh, last week's episode was called... What was last week's episode called? I seem to have forgotten. <laughs> I don't know. How do we forget so fast? <laughs> How would I possibly remember? Frozen. A frozen moment. Um, at TrueBrandon32 says, you should have named the episode Toilet Humor. I say mm. get your own podcast uh other <laughs> thoughts probably the other big thing was related to the polls so um which thanksgiving side dish do you prefer 22 total votes which is shocking uh, 27% said stuffing 28% said something besides mashed potatoes and gravy or stuffing and 45% said mashed potatoes and gravy so about half uh, prefer that as their favorite side dish did you say what yours is I voted mashed potatoes or gravy. What'd you vote? Uh, I voted other. I like sweet potatoes. You would. Uh, <laughs> other poll, and this is related mostly to you, Jordan, and kind of your <laughs> big faux pas last week. So we we had this great uh, man's bathroom set, um, and I was really impressed by it. And you were kind of against it. You were just sort of, you were chugging on Haterade most of last week's episode, even though it was just a fantastic app. Uh, the question was, are you impressed by the man's bathroom on tool time? 19 votes. 5% said no. 95% said yes. Uh, and one person, uh, actually this week's sponsor, Mark Volbeck, reached out and said that, Jordan, you just have to find the fun. So, Listen. Jordan, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Listen, I, uh, I'm not afraid to go against the grain, and I'm not going to change my opinions for anybody. So. You don't think outside the box, Jordan? You are the box. <laughs> I created the box. All right. So other than that, uh, yeah, we, we got quite a few people reaching out this weekend. Keep doing that. So there'll be more polls and photos and gifts and other things of that nature on Twitter. So reach out, support the show, donate, give us iTunes reviews. They are free. And uh, <laughs> that'll be that. <laughs> that'll right. be that. All right. Now, can I move on to the question of the week? Sure, Jordan. All right, Adam, we are going to take a trip down memory lane. This episode is a uh, mostly about a high school reunion. We went to high school together. Do you remember that? We went to high school together, Jordan, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure you do remember. I wanted to know some significant memories that stand out from your high school years oh so long ago. No, this is a little bit different than what I was told you're going to ask me. <laughs> do you want these questions, do you want these memories to be related to you and I, or just me? Uh, you know, perhaps it would be more interesting if people could imagine what you and I were together like in okay. high school. Okay, all right. That's that's better. Okay, so Jordan, my memories uh, of you and I uh, from a school perspective are as follows. Uh, probably my greatest memory uh, with you would be a biology, was it biology or anatomy? Which one? Anatomy, uh, it was anatomy and physiology. Anatomy and physiology class we had first period with... Uh, with a teacher that I, I don't know that either one of us was real fond of. Um, were we mischievous? I don't think so, but I, I feel like that was maybe like the most trouble I got in, in a high school class. Um, I recall during, uh, we sat together uh, near the back, as the bad boys often do. Right, oh, yeah. uh, and I remember we were talking during uh, Channel One, which was a program that the school forced us to watch. Uh, every morning for about 10 years and we were talking and the teacher made us to as if to prove a point made us sit on the floor as if we were children because we were talking during channel one 
so we sat down on the floor and watched the rest of the program. Boy, but, was your face red. But I no, I don't think it was. I think it actually, <laughs> I think it backfired on him because I think it really just drew more attention to us than the program, and everybody just kind of thought it was funny. And so I think I, we could probably keep talking because he couldn't see us. Because we're on the floor. Uh, <laughs> so that struck me as being odd and borderline inhumane, I would say. Um, but you know what was inhumane? It was what we did in that class. Uh, we dissected a cat, and I, as I look at the... I, I have a cat sitting right in front of me right now. Oh, it's no. A, a sweeter angel I've never seen. But, uh, yeah, that was an odd thing we did, and everybody did it, and it was, it was very, very gross. Um, well, I think what made it worse is we made cat noises, and we named it Jasper Geppetto Brasky. Uh, yeah, Jasper... It had quite the personality. Okay, Brasky after Bill Brasky, which sure. was an impor- important part of our high school yeah, experience. Absolutely. Geppetto after the cat from Meet the Parents. Jasper after you tell me. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't no, know. I have no idea. Uh, but we did make a lot of cat noises, which and we would like maybe tell people that the cats had come back to life, which uh, you know they hadn't. But we I also really think funny. we completely ruined the cat. The very we first the day of that unit, we did something wrong, and the entire project was virtually ruined. I believe. Um, <laughs> But it was a dumb project. Yeah, that was an odd thing. I would not want to do that now. Um, no. I, I can't imagine, like, someone... Let's say you had, like, a... I didn't have a cat then, but... Let's say you're a, a 16, 17-year-old student, and you, and you really love cats, and you have a fondness for it, and you have a school project where you have to dissect a cat. I... I it seems objectionable. I don't know. I feel like that doesn't... It messes like with your brain. There's some issues there. But, uh, yeah, we did that. Otherwise, uh, I don't know. We had a lot of class together. We sat together at lunch. And no, we did, we did things outside of class, yeah. I guess. Well, yeah, Jordan, let me flip the script. What are your memories? Well, I, I, you know, outside of class, I'm thinking about the several clubs and things that we started. The NLA, the National yeah. Legitimacy Association. Yeah, a lot uh, of like, n- nerdy, kind of not, not yeah, that cool or interesting not, stuff. We spent a lot of time in your basement, just like on MySpace, and like we made like silly videos and prank <laughs> called people and like. You made, egg, you made some houses. really good videos that you made the uploader take down from YouTube because you were yeah, afraid. Yeah, I don't, I don't want, I don't want these high school videos following me around the rest of my life. So uh, yeah, I had the YouTube. Admin Whereas take down I really some wanted stuff. to like make them private so at least I could watch them when. Yeah, I've, that is true. If I could do it all over again, we made this video called. Um, well, I guess Legendary Ninja Two was probably the one that was like the most popular, and in yeah, my head, like sequel. in my head, the whole the whole school was talking about it. I don't think that's accurate. But well, uh, Legendary Ninja Three wasn't very good because I wasn't in it. Yeah, Legendary Ninja Three wasn't very good. Legendary Ninja Two, uh, I would say, very early YouTube. Uh, Davison had not seen anything quite like it, and it did gar- <laughs> it did garner quite a bit of attention early sure. on. Um, Naturally, but it, it went away and. Uh, I wanted it to be gone the, forever, so I had it taken down. The two things that people talked about in high school were that song, the Grizz song. And yeah, Matt Slazak's yeah. song that he recorded called Dipping Grizz, which was all about chewing tobacco, which was actually pretty good, I would say. And, Legend- and Legendary Ninja. Yeah, those and the, like I- the two Davison-like products. So, yeah, it was, it was and good the I- one. Don't forget the iJob documentary. I don't. That one I don't stand by at all. But <laughs> Legendary Ninja 2 was just good, clean fun. So <laughs> Yeah, can you imagine uh, what Ben would make now with his video editing skills? I always wanted him to... I always wanted us to go back and make another video, but... Um, He's those Too wipers are, t- are tough to corral. I would say at best, <laughs> uh, I would say unreliable, inconsistent at worst. But 
uh, that's it. That's our high school experience. So uh, it's well, always interesting to hear two guys talk about high school, right, Jordan? Yeah, we love to hear. We want to hear your favorite or maybe least favorite part about high school. So no, choose us. your favorite memories of ours. <laughs> Tweet us and say which one you liked the which I know thing what, we did that you liked most. I, I know what next week's poll is gonna be. Wow. Alright, All right. what are we covering next week and All right. what do we think it's gonna be about? Yeah, alright. So the episode title for next week is Twas the Blight Before Christmas. So we've got our Christmas episode. And okay. uh, uh I've got something written down if you want to take a second to think about what's gonna happen yeah, in your mind. Yeah, you you start all and I'll I'll get in it. Alright. So, in Twas the Blight Before Christmas, there's going to be a scarcity of Christmas trees around suburban Detroit due to a ravenous plant disease. Uh, So, Tim's going to use this opportunity to build the man's Christmas tree, and he will make a tree out of stainless, like, it'll have, like, a stainless steel rod, uh, and then maybe, like, attached around, like, for the branches will be kind of, like, well, I thought of this just because it's, like, right next to me, is, like, corrugated shutters, like, hurricane shutters. They can be Mm -hmm. flat and wavy. And then maybe some, like, uh, ornaments that are, like, bacon-themed or meat-themed or sports-themed or tools-themed. And then maybe he'll top it. Instead of with an angel, it'll be, like, the wooden dummy from Season 2 that they had. And uh, I don't really know what's going to happen in that episode besides the man's Christmas tree, though. That's all I got. That's really interesting, Jordan. Hmm. I didn't. I wasn't able to absorb a lot of it because I was thinking of my own. But it sounds <laughs> complex. Okay. Uh, Twas the blight before Christmas. There, I had to look up what blight meant. I think that was also taking taking me a second. So there is a plague. Are you with me? There's a plague. I'm a with virus. You. I'm with you. <laughs> you so, are you with me so far? Yeah. There's a plague or a virus that sweeps suburban Detroit, leaving everyone sick. Bad <laughs> Christmas is in jeopardy. There's no one to work at the stores. Oh my no gosh. one to work in retail. No one can sell presents, and people are too sick to buy presents. So suburban Detroit must band together and celebrate. This is so bad. I can't think of <laughs> suburban Detroit must band together, find uh, the elixir, and uh, heal up before midnight on Christmas Eve so that they can have a great Christmas day. Boy, that sounds like post-apocalyptic. It's apocalypto meets uh, home improvement. No, I have <laughs> Christmas with the cranks. Uh, sure, your guess is as good as mine. So that is my prediction. Sounds like it's going to be a not so happy Christmas this time around. Well, you know what? This is season three, so they need to try something different. <laughs> <laughs> all right well we look forward to finding out what the blight is all about next I'm, week i already i'm pretty sure i'm right so i i don't even know if i'll watch it i'll probably just operate under the idea that that my premise is correct and then just sort of should, fill in the blanks, should make so. for an interesting recap at least. i think so all right well jordan let's uh let's end this one so uh jordan thank you for joining me listeners thank you for listening and i guess i should say take care take care everybody